News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. Now you're welcome back to Down to Business. It's time for our Executive Chair and a very important part of the programme. We get to hear the thoughts and perspectives of some of the leading CEOs and business leaders in Ireland. And we have a great one for you today. We have the largest bus company in the country, Bus Air, and you will all know it's part of the wider CIE group. And it's been battling all sorts of difficult challenges from COVID. I'm sure we'll talk about inflation and cost rises and so on. Of course, a, a brand and a service known to virtually everyone in the country who's taken it at some stage. And the CEO of the company, Stephen Kent is here with me today. He's had an interesting career before he took on this role in the last few years and he has an interesting role in the job as we speak. The company has 1,100 buses on the road. That's not including their school bus service, of course, which uh, massively magnifies that figure. And they've almost 3,000 staff as well. So it's a, it's an interesting organisation and an interesting time. And very welcome to the studio, Stephen. Thanks very much, Ahmed. If you just want to move in a little bit closer yep. to that microphone. First of all, uh, just give us a little bit of an idea of yourself. Um, you're not, a, as I said, a when you came into the studio, you're not a CIE lifer. You haven't been with the company all the time, but you came in in recent years and you've got some deep commercial experience before that. Yeah, look, like everybody, I'm probably a marketing per, uh, man at heart. Um, I, I came out, I, I was born in Tremor, uh, went off to University of Limerick, learned a little bit about that and BBS, and I came straight out of that. While I was at University of Limerick, it was great because I had good stints in Bank of Ireland and GPA coming into the Gulf War crisis and the whole lot and probably sharpened us all up at the time. And now that oil is back on the agenda again for a number of people and went off then and started with Waterproof Foods. Did a lot of innovation around the Yopley brands and Kilmeaden brands at the time. Did a stint up here in Rathwarnham uh, with Premier Dairies, uh, the old HB. Hughes uh, Brothers. Iceberg, yeah. All of that. So, yeah. And and uh, and I, I moved then from there. I did some work with um, Water for Tourism and would you believe Water for Foods were very uh, tied up with Water for Crystal at the time. So I got to meet great people like Reverend O'Donoghue and John Foley there and I, I migrated into Water for Crystal which was, you know, even though I was living locally uh, was great because it was an exciting time. They were launching John Rasha at Water for Crystal and I had that great period coming up to the millennium when people had a lot of money I suppose for luxury gift products and, and that was well so it was a very exciting time to be in the company and enjoy that. Uh, but I went from there uh, and I got a call to come up and do some work for Bulmers in Clamel. And at the time they were, uh, you know, different game in, in, in a way because we moved from marketing, uh, you know, Crystal as a gift back into uh, really spending big on advertising and learning my craft in relation to creative campaign. And do you see yourself today as a marketeer? Is that is that a, a label you're happy enough with? Or? I am. I am. I'd be very proud if somebody certainly did. I did enough marketing over my lifetime to be able to do it. And of course, when you move into a role like this, you never forget your roots. But um, I think that being a commercial marketer is a very, very important uh, perspective. At least you'll have, you can bring things in relation to what the customer thinks. Hmm. What you're trying to improve upon. But, but most of all, also to make sure that you create some cause and effect so you're going to invest some money you better get some return and I think that's a, a mantra I've always lived by as well. Sure. You, now you came into the role in 2018 correct? 
just in this particular role. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's coming it's into July, I'll CEO be four years on this level, role. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nobody knew a pandemic was coming. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to ask you, but we don't have time. But yeah. would you change your mind about taking the job if you know what was coming? But that's that's the, yeah. where we are, where we are, as this cliche goes. Yeah. I mean, your drivers, I know, had a lot of pressure. You had to have the whole mask thing. Uh, you couldn't get on at one stage without one. Uh, there was all sorts of um, clips on social media about difficulties on bus, air and buses. Obviously, you had lockdown. There wasn't a lot of people moving around anyway. So just walk me through briefly as you can, because I'm sure it was very traumatic period, the effects of the whole COVID pandemic on a company like your own. Yeah, well, look, it was dramatic. I mean, the, the response of the, the team and the wider uh, organisation, uh, drivers in the front line and the mechanics that supported them and everybody, uh, you know, not once did anybody uh, relent. And so the first, even in as we came out of it and people went into lockdown and went back into their homes, everybody was back out. We had to keep services running and our people were committed to doing that, making sure people could go to hospitals at that very early stage. And you know, we were delivering people right up to the door on, in relation to that and making sure that there was a general connectivity because a lot of the other private operators had to, they withdrew, they withdrew immediately. Our own board made a decision that actually we keep those services running and we were in concert with the National Transport Authority and with government. So we were an essential service to keep going because at the end of the day, when you look back and KPMG did a study for us last year, but 45% of the people who use our services they don't have any other mode of transport. So they're reliant on it. So I think everybody stepped up to the mark. And because, again, we have a, a great um, social mandate as well as a commercial mandate, uh, they, they really come to the fore. Yeah, so, yeah and, we tr- and you're coming in at a time where public transport is in vogue, right? It's got a lot of political support behind it. It's got good environmental credentials as, as an alternative to the private car. Yeah. Um, but you are being hit by this inflationary um, wave that we've been discussing in all sorts of... It's popping up. It's been an interesting radio show today because it's popped up in so many different ways through a number of items we've done. Yeah. How, how are your cost base uh, adjusting to this this pressure both on fuel and on inputs of all kinds? Yeah, well, unlike the, the, unlike the previous businesses which were high margin businesses, we're in a low margin business and, and that makes your, your... You have to be absolutely much more conscious even of cost and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, we've had these challenges coming out in COVID where we ended up at one point losing, you know, 85 percent of your revenue while your costs are still. And we managed through that. And we did that because we got supports to do it. Now we've come through COVID again and, you know, we've been putting a huge amount of work, a lot of investment back into the business. So when you come out of the other end of this COVID that you're you're better able to, to mm. deal with it. a lot of sustainability initiatives. And I'll talk to you about those in a second. But from a cost point of view, as you said here, our issues now, we've big headwinds. We've come out of all of that. We've managed to maintain our business. And uh, and that's principally because of supports, all those EWSSs and everything that sure. like other and, organizations. And can you give us an idea what, what, like, say, from a year out, what kind of increase in your cost there's been? I mean, are we talking 10, 20 percent? What, well, of... at, the, at the moment, I like most of the costs were like a lot of where we're moving. We're obviously hugely dependent on fuel. But at the moment, partly because it's CIE and our treasury management, we have some hedge against it. Uh, but we still have, you know, at least 10 percent of the services that we provide where we're buying directly from the fuel pump. And again, when you see prices moving, most from, of your buses are diesel, petrol, something mo- else. Most are diesel. And I think that's the big challenge. And we're trying to transition out of that with everybody into align with the climate action plan under the government. So that has become now probably a much, you know, the gr- great momentum behind the start of it last year. But much more important now that we even move faster now as a result of that. And that has been a call. From Will we be looking well. at fares or tickets going up to, to absorb some of these cost decreases? Well, actually, to the contrary, because, again, the government has decided uh, that actually in 
the stimulus. They put in a lot of stimulus last year as part of the response. So, and I, listening again, and I was at a presentation with Michal McGrath, and he was talking about the response from the government was the right thing at the right time because rather than you know, uh, you know, contracting all of the the, the 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 services, everybody ended up expanding. So last year we put in an extra three million kilometres of connectivity back into the services. We expanded the depots. We put in two hundred brand new fleet. So if you look at a fleet there on a road passenger side, they, they would be the expressway services and the bus air and city services. You know, one yeah. in, you know, you're looking at one in three of those are brand new out in the road. Yes, so that expansion, good, that, that will help with efficiency, right? Yeah. And so on. But, but it sounds like from what you're saying is 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 because the government is trying to promote public transport, you don't see making it more expensive as kind of a likely outcome from all of this. No, if I'm picking you up, right? No, they've actually, the government has decided they've brought in two initiatives that will begin launched next week. One is going to be a 20% fare reduction across a lot of the fares. And then for young adults, and there are people that are under 23. Students. Going to be students and, 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 and the wider, right down into children. There'll be a 50% reduction going to come in. So it's going to become much more attractive. But how can you live with a 20% fare reduction and... I don't know if it's twenty percent increase in fuel, etc., but it must be big. Yeah. Will you not get squeezed in the middle of those two country well, forces? Well, well, fortunately, where it's coming in on on the public service obligation routes is that there's a government commitment to to, to do this, and from our perspective, they're going to take the revenue risk that we're going to do that. Now, clearly, that will be designed on lifting passenger volumes over the period, and you know, two thousand and nineteen, just before COVID was the most successful year we ever had on passenger journeys. So it disappeared. But we also saw that when we put in a huge amount of services and we put them into Cork recently and down into Limerick, we got a 70% increase in the passenger journey uh, uplift when we saw services being invested in. So if you ally that now with giving people some incentive right now, particularly in the context of fuel costs and cost of living, we actually think it'll, it'll, it'll lead to a bump, particularly as we're starting to come out of COVID. Now it'll need a lot of transition and it'll need a lot of support to do it. But actually, there's probably so you, no you, better you time now. You see people jumping out of their cars and getting into your buses. I absolutely do, because of those reasons I'm outlining to you that now we've more comfortable buses, we've better quality services. Uh, we're actually in recruitment mode out there at the moment for drivers and apprentices and mechanics. We're moving into aligning with climate action. We're bringing in electric vehicles down to Athlone later in the year. I was going to ask you that. You've got 1,100 buses. You're telling me most of them are still diesel. I mean, people who are into climate change issues would say that's a very slow progress to be driving diesel around in the year 2022. It is. But, you know, you know, we've been over 100 years with the internal combustion engine and you're not going to change that overnight. And the investment required is significant. The National Transport Authority made a decision that there's going to be no further investment out of the government in aligning with the Climate Action Plan. No more investment in, in, in diesel vehicles. Okay, so the new one, every time you put a new one in, you'll be breaking that chain. Is Correct. That what you're telling and I, I think what we're seeing in the last years, we put three hydrogen buses out on the, in the road between operating between Dublin and Rathoth. Uh, we're testing and gaining knowledge on that. We put 60 hybrid vehicles into Galway. They're already they're, they're, they're delivering a 30% reduction in diesel. So that's part of your, your cost reduction uh, exercise, even when you make that move. And as I said, when we go to Athlone later this year, the entire town service will be fully electric. And that'll be, you know, zero emission. Brilliant. Good to see. Yeah, you've got good, to start somewhere. That's good the, for the society key point. as well. Yeah, absolutely. OK, yeah. let's see how get out of the car, onto the bus. That's the message from Stephen Kent, who is the CEO of Bus Air. And thank you very much. Very much, Emma.